welcome to another Midweek at Calvary. We're presented to you by Calvary UPC of Denton. We have an awesome message brought to you by Brother Adrian Howard this week. We are so excited that we can share this with you. The best way for us to do anything is to make sure that we get the word out. And hey, how does Calvary do it? Well, we have our own app now. That's right. The Calvary UPC app is ready and available for you today. So go find it, download it, make sure that you share it with all your friends. It has all the events that Calvary has for you, plus this podcast. Yeah, that's right. So if you're not listening to us through any other streaming service, you can find us there. All that being said, we have Brother Adrian Howard, who brings us a special message this week. This guy has a big heart. We all love him. He has so much great things to share. So let's go ahead and jump into it now. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Thank you for this opportunity to stand before you. Pastor, thank you for having faith in me to carry the word of God tonight. Amen. You know, in sports, there's a thing called home field advantage. You know what that is? That's when the home team is playing in front of their people. Amen. A couple weeks ago, pastor mentioned, hey, he could preach when everybody's silent. Well, he's a seasoned pastor. He's been tried through the fire and he's been proven. The home field advantage, you know what? When the, when the home team gets down, well, the, the crowd starts to urge them on, right? They get behind the preacher, if you will. They give an amen, amen, to carry them home to victory. So I, I, I know I'm, I'm preaching tonight in front of a home field crowd, and I'm excited about it. Amen. Praise God. I won't carry you long tonight. It's 8.04, so we will, I'll have you out of here in your cars by 8.30. Is that all right? (laughs) We'll see. Um, So while you're standing, I want to go to the Word of God. Just a a short scripture here. And this scripture is found in Psalms 106. Amen. I do want to say that I love living for God. I love doing what he created me to do. That's not getting up here and, and carrying the word. You know, that, that, that happens sometimes. But what he created me to do was to be his servant. I love living and serving God. It is a joy to serve him. Amen. Psalms chapter 106, verse 7, if you will, says this. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of the mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. Nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up, so he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated him. He redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words. They sang his praise. 
tonight I want to speak to you from this verse, verse number eight. And it says this, nevertheless, he saved them for his name's sake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. For the next few minutes on this subject, I want to share with you, wonders are still what you do. Amen. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy tonight. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come and worship you tonight, God. We pray for your anointing, Lord. Anoint my lips, God, tonight. Anoint the ears of the hearers tonight in their hearts, God, to receive your word. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Praise God. Wonders are still what you do. Do you know that the Red Sea is 1,400 miles long? The average width of the Red Sea is 180 miles wide. It's the average width. The average depth is 1,690 feet. This is a big body of water. I don't want to throw her under the bus, but tonight on the way here, I just threw this little note out here, and Crystal says, my goodness, that's a big river. Well, it's not the Red River, it's the Red Sea. A lot of times we think, oh, it's, you, you, God split the sea, he split the waters, but it, it's just a, a little bit. We could, we could have walked across it chest high. No, n- not, not this body of water. This is a big body of water, and he did a wondrous work. Amen. 400 years of generational oppression. 400 years of living in slavery. 400 years of this is what my grandfather's grandfather's grandfather did. So this is what I've got to do and I've got to be. I've got to be a slave because they were slaves. It took a generation that got tired of living the way that they did to pray to their God. The the Bible says that the Lord heard their plea. So he came down in the form of a burning bush to do something about it. Amen. He came down to a man named Moses, and he said, I, I, have, I have a task for you. I need you to go to a man, the, the mightiest man, the most famous man. Amen. His name's Pharaoh, and I need you to go to him and to tell him to let my people go. Amen. Like Moses, like, like we do, Moses gave excuses. Amen. You see... We all want to be the man until it's time to be the man. Amen. We all want to win the battle. We just don't want to go to fight the giant to win the battle. Amen. We all want to get past slavery, get out of slavery. We just don't want to go to Pharaoh because he might kill us. We don't want to be that person that in slavery. We all want to see the promised land, but we don't want to go through the Red River. Amen. We, we all want the accolades. We all, we all want the pat on the back on, in, in the, the knowledge of, hey, we are the man, but we don't want to put the effort sometimes in it. We don't want that pressure. So Moses started making excuses. Ah, are you sure that I'm the man? You know, Pharaoh's a big guy, and he, he can kill people. He, he does that for a living. <laughs> yeah. 
God sent 10 plagues to force the hand of Pharaoh. He sent locusts. He sent boils, flies. He turned water into blood. He did all these wondrous things. On the 10th plague, he sent a death angel to take the firstborn of the, of the families who didn't have the mark above their door. And that was all of Pharaoh could take. That's all he could handle. Amen. Exodus chapter 13 says that God led the Israelites out of Egypt. Number 17 says when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them on the road through the Philistine country. I had a comma there. He said, because that was shorter. He didn't lead them out that way because it was shorter. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led the people around the desert road toward the Red Sea. He led them out of slavery, out of bondage. And he wasn't going to lead them into another enemy camp into the Philistines. He said, because if they go to war, they're going to turn around and they don't want to die on the battlefield. They're going to turn around and become slaves again. God's a smart God. So just because it took a little bit longer, he led them through the, de- through the desert, the Bible says, to the Red Sea. The Bible says that God hardened the heart of Pharaoh, and he chased after them. Moses answered the people, the next chapter, verse 13. As as they come up to the Red Sea, they start to murmur, they start to complain. They see the, the Egyptians behind them on their chariots and swords drawn. They know what's coming. They can't cross the Red Sea. This thing's 1,700 feet deep, 180 miles wide. What are they going to do? They're between a, a rock and a hard place. They see the writing on the wall. They start to complain. Why did you lead us out into the desert just to die? We could have stayed in Egypt and been slaves and lived. Moses answered them saying, do not be afraid. Stand firm and you will see the deliverance that the Lord will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You need to only be still. Amen. Because God carries a lot of weights. Amen. He swings a big stick and God is going to get his glory. Amen. There was never a battle that God has lost. God is going to get his glory. Amen. Israel couldn't find a soldier on the battlefield, but he he went to a young man that says, a little shepherd boy, that said, I will fight the giant. Amen. And on the battlefield, God got his glory. Amen. The king threw a man named Daniel into the lion's den just to show the lions. What do they do? They fight. They devour. They tear away the, the lion's den. And you know what happened? God shut the mouth of the lion on the lion, in the lion's den. You know what happened that day? God got his glory. Amen. God is a jealous God. 
God will receive his glory. It doesn't matter whether you like it, whether I like it, if we, if we think that it's going to happen or not, God is going to receive his glory. Amen. Praise God. Because wonders are still what you do. If he's got to shut the mouth of a storm to show that he has peace over every storm, God is going to get his glory. Amen. There was a little girl named Kylie who sat on the front row this past Sunday. Oh, months ago, she came. She came down to the front. And she pled for God to heal her ears. She pled for God to show her a miracle. And as she stood before pastor, he anointed his fingertips and he stuck them in his, he stuck his fingertips in her ears and he began to pray the prayer of faith. Amen. And God started to move in, in her situation. God started to move in her life, in her body. Amen. And when he pulled his fingers out of his, out of her ears, he said, can you hear me? And she screamed, yes, I can hear you. And you know what? That day, God got his glory. Amen. God does things for us and it's only so he can receive glory. It's not something that Pastor Knight did. It's, it's because God, his healing virtue flew through his hands. We're just, you know what? We're just vessels. We're just instruments. Amen. God will move through us if we allow him, but it's only for his glory because wonders are what he does. Amen. Praise God. What storm are you going through? Amen. What trial are you in right now? What battle looks too hard for you to win? And I ask you this because when you give it to God, you allow him to receive the glory. Amen. He's not going to do anything just because. He's going to do it for his glory. And it's all for his glory. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Wonders are still what he does. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. Brother Mitchell, he was here ministering to us a few months back. And he spoke to a group of us in an intimate setting. And he said a phrase that, I, that would forever change my life. A group of you that were in that setting, you'll, you'll understand this phrase and you'll know when I say it what it was. He said this, when we stop coming to church for just what we can get out of it, and we start coming for what we can give into it. Your mentality changes. Amen. And all of a sudden, it's not just that I have to go to prayer, but it's I get to go to prayer. Amen. It's not I have to go to on Saturday night to, to feel the baptistry and to turn, to turn on the heater, but it's I get to go feel the baptistry because Sunday, not, Sunday morning's coming and there may be somebody that walks through these doors who needs the baptism of Jesus. Amen. And we prepare for it. Amen. It is all for his glory. Everything that we do is for the glory of God. I have fallen in love with working with Jesus. Every Wednesday that I come and I prepare a message to these young people, I love what I do. If I don't get to preach, I love sweeping the halls. It's why we can live the follow life, the first in, last out, Kelly. Countless hours. Yeah. 
of her and her daughters up here on Saturday, on Wednesdays and Sundays after church when nobody says she's the last one to leave. You know why she can do it? Because she has fallen in love and it's a joy to live for God. When you fall in love with God and you do it for the right reasons, it's easy to come to church. It's not hard to come to prayer. It's not hard to come on Wednesday nights. Friday night, we have a youth service. You know what time I'm going to get in on a Friday night? I can tell you. 2 a.m., I'm going to get home. It's not to pat myself on the back. I love it. I will see to it that every one of these young people get home. And you know what? I'm going to get home at 2 a.m. and I'm going to be back up here at 10 a.m. because we're going to Six Flags Saturday. Whoever scheduled that is crazy. But you know what? I do it because I love it. It is not hard to live for God. Let me tell you some things that God has done. He carried the Israelites through the Red Sea to the promised land. But let me tell you some things he's done here and for us in our time. I talked about one of them, Kylie, coming, coming up to the altar, wanting to be healed. You know what? She was completely deaf. She couldn't hear. It was documented that she was deaf. And when pastor spoke into her ear, quietly, she heard him. She went to the doctor and they documented that she had been healed. I mean, she, she didn't wear a hearing, hearing aid. She didn't take medicine. She didn't have a surgery. It was all for the glory of God. The power of God shined that day. Amen. Amen. Just the beginning. Last year, my mother went through a, uh, through a trial, a test. She had been struggling with her uh, thyroid. She went to the doctor to find out what was going on. She went to have blood tests. The blood test show, uh, shown that her blood was extremely low. They couldn't find out where the blood was going, why was she was losing so much blood. She went to the oncologist to see where she was losing it. After tests, it showed that her kappa light chain was very high. I never, I, before that doctor's visit, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know that was a thing. I went to her doctor's visits with her. I went to the oncologist with her. And as this kappa light chain showed that it was very high, the doctor told us news that we did not want to hear. She said that there's three different outcomes that your body is showing. Leukemia, lymphoma, or myeloma. All blood issues, cancers of the blood. I didn't, I've heard of the other two. I didn't, hurt, I didn't know what myeloma was, so I kind of was kind of rooting for that one. And after reading, I was rooting for the wrong one. <laughs> you know, when leukemia and lymphoma are the, the lesser, you know it's a bad deal. So we're just 
getting that news just devastated. We were thinking myeloma. The doctor, her doctor was thinking myeloma. And that carried a five-year max life sentence. They ordered a bone marrow biopsy. So we went there to do that. She, after the bone marrow biopsy, she came, uh, actually it was before the bone marrow biopsy, she came on a Sunday, we were going in, I think it was a Tuesday, to do the bone marrow biopsy. And she came up here and she had pastor pray for her. Forgive me for getting emotional. As she began to pray, and Pastor laid his hands on her and anointed her body. Afterwards, she said, I felt, I felt the actual second that God healed my body. She had mentioned that it it was warmth in her body, but it was more than just warmth. It was like lightning hit her. And instantly she knew that the power of God sapped out any blood issues. Amen. She knew exactly the second that God's healing virtual touched her body. And it's not for anything but the glory of God. God allows us to go through storms, but it's for his glory. That's when his glory shines. That's when his power is made strong. Amen. God allows us to go through things we don't understand sometimes. But that's when his glory shines. And that's when his wonders are are made known. He led the children of Israel through the Red Sea, and they were singing about it chapters later. They sang about it in in Hebrews 11. Because it's all for his glory. Brother Johnny, I'm about to tell it. Sister Mary, your grandson had a tumor in his knee. Your daughter had a tumor in her head. And when prayer went forth, all for the glory of God. I don't even have to say anymore. We know the outcome. It's all for the glory of God. God's going to receive his glory. He's a jealous God. Every knee shall bow. Every tongue will confess. It doesn't matter if you're going to say it's going to happen or not. It's going to happen. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that he is Lord of all. Amen. He is a jealous God. Amen. We sing the praises of God. And he said, if you, sing, if you quit singing the praises, then I'll cause the, the rocks to cry out. Amen. He's going to get his glory, whether it's me singing it or the rocks singing it. Amen. Praise God. I love living for God. And it's for his glory. Everything that we do, it's not for a pat on the back. It's my lifestyle. My girls know that we're going to be at church four or five nights a week. It's their lifestyle. And they love doing it. Amen. 
Thank you, Brother Adrian Howard. You did it once again. You had such an amazing message, and we are hoping that everyone listening right now can take this opportunity to share it out to their friends and their family. This is a special one. Well, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. We will see you guys next time. Until then, love somebody because you never know who might need a new beginning. Oh, 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 oh